police brutality at its root is a math problem. And I want to explain to you what I mean. I go in deep detail in a brand new series I have called Abolition right now at thenorthstar.com. But let me tell you why math is at the center of how we solve police brutality in America. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Did you know that there's a brand new exclusive podcast only on Spotify hosted by Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, and you've got to give it a listen. You might not expect these two to have much in common, but they're actually close friends whose lives have crossed paths in many unique ways. In Renegades, born in the USA, we get to eavesdrop as they reminisce about their hometowns, their role models, as they explore manhood and fatherhood and examine the painful distance between the American dream and the American reality. And they chronicle their stories of growing up, and they connect their experiences to their larger search for community and truth. Listen, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about this podcast, but it's deeply insightful, very interesting. Don't miss Renegades, born in the USA. You can listen now for free only on Spotify. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Before we get rolling with today's episode, I just want to thank all of you for your support over this past week. Of course, many of you have been rocking with me for literally 20 years. (laughs) So, of course, thank you. But whether you've been here for 20 years or 20 days, I appreciate your support as we ride through really what it means to experience the highs and lows of being a civil rights and a human rights leader in America. And of course, that work comes with victories. It comes with challenges and defeats, but we keep on pushing through it. And I'm grateful for your support. You know, I have a brand new series at thenorthstar.com that I would love for you to check out if you Have not yet been to our brand new website at thenorthstar.com. I encourage you to check it out. Take a look today and you'll see my latest piece, which I'm going to be talking about today, is about the 53rd time that Philando Castile was pulled over by police in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. We learned that Philando Castile, who was shot and killed by police in July of 2016, that when he was pulled over, which was nothing but racial profiling, and even the officer all but admitted that on tape, saying that uh, he pulled Philando over because he saw Philando's nose as he drove by and thought Philando's nose looked like the nose of a black man who had robbed a store months earlier. I I won't even take time to unpack how racist and ridiculous and ludicrous of a story that is all by itself. But he was pulled over for nothing. 
Uh, he was pulled over because he was a black man that the local police department loved to pull over. And in fact, he had been pulled over 52 times before that day. Almost always racial profiling with bogus reasons and rationale. And he kept this in some ways, of course, a secret. He didn't post about it on social media. I say in my piece at thenorthstar.com that when he graduated high school in St. Paul in 2001, the St. Paul Public School District swooped him up and hired him almost right away. And he worked for the St. Paul Public School District for, you know, almost every day of his adult life after he graduated high school. And he was having this secret struggle that so many black men in America have where regularly as he would drive his car to school, to his public school job, to and from the school, he would be harassed by police. Not five times, not 10, not 15, not 20, 30, 40, 52 times. And those are the 52 that were documented in the towns in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area that kept that documentation. But many of the small towns inside of those counties didn't. And many of us who've studied those records believe Philando, if we know he was pulled over 52 times and have documentation for those 52, it was probably 85 times or so, that's my best estimate, that he was actually pulled over around there. But the final time that we will call the 53rd known time that he was pulled over would be the last time he was ever pulled over. Because that, not the 15th or 24th or 32nd or 48th time, but the 53rd time he was pulled over would be the time that he would be shot and killed by police. And in my series on how we abolish systemic injustice in America, how we abolish the justice system, the so-called justice system as we know it, I begin the series, this is part four, I begin the series by really giving definitions and explanations on who built the system, what is the system, and how do we begin to deconstruct it. And for the next few weeks, I'm going to continue this series on a concept that I have coined about how what we're dealing with fundamentally is a math problem. I want to teach this to you if you don't mind. And again, you could go to the northstar.com and, and read the piece, but I want you to hear my emotion and frustration and inflection. Yes, racism is deeply embedded in the systems and structures of policing, prosecution, and mass incarceration. Let's start there. Racism is deeply embedded in the United States. Period. Like, not just in the systems of policing and mass incarceration and prosecution. Racism and bigotry are as American as apple pie. So I just want you to understand that I get that. But I find it highly unlikely 
that we are going to be able to extract and remove racism from America. And I find it highly unlikely that we're going to be able to remove racism from the thing that we call the criminal justice system, the justice system, the legal system. The analogy that you've probably heard me give many times is is that of a cake that has been baked. If you bake a cake with sugar and milk and eggs and and flour and flavor and coloring, and you then cook it, you mix it, and then and then literally bake it and then allow it to cool. And then I ask you to give me back an egg. I want you to extract the eggs from that cake. In fact, if I say, not only do I want you to extract the egg, but I want you to somehow give me back the egg in its unbroken form. In fact, put it back in the shell. I want, an, I want a full egg in its shell extracted from that cake. It's impossible. It's baked into the cake. Its composition is now a part of the fiber of the cake. It can't be removed. You can't remove the flour. You can't remove what's been baked into it. And racism has been baked into America's justice system. It is a core ingredient woven into the fiber, blended, cooked by fire into the system. You can't remove it. We can try, and it's worth trying, to figure out how do we remove racism and bigotry from the American justice system. It's a noble effort, yes. And I am as optimistic of a person as you'll ever meet, having done this work for my entire adult life for 20-plus years now. Racism is not leaving these systems. But there is a way to begin leveling the playing field of the justice system. Of course, if you removed racism and bigotry and discrimination, Philando Castile would not have been pulled over at least 53 times and shot and killed. Wouldn't happen. It is a unique... If you show me a young black man who's been pulled, if you show me without me even knowing the race, if you show me someone who's been pulled over 53 times in their young life, I can all but guarantee you that that person is not white. That is not a white experience. Philando Castile's experience was a uniquely black experience where he lived to be pulled over over and over and over again harassed over and to be able to survive it not only survive it but to keep his job to keep his humanity to keep his dignity after being pulled over dozens and dozens of times only for the 53rd to be his last you remove racism from that system i believe philando is alive he wouldn't have been shot he certainly would not have been pulled over but I don't think racism can be removed from the system. What we have to do is drastically reduce the number of times police force interactions with people in general. We have to do it. We must do it. 
And we do that, and I'll be talking about this over the next few weeks, we do that in many ways. Many people say, let's remove traffic stops from police and just have a new Department of Transportation agency. Let's remove mental health visits. Let's remove homelessness interactions. Let's remove anything about substance abuse from police. Let's remove as many things as humanly possible from an armed officer being a part of it. Period. Instead of people getting tickets for speeding, just literally have speed cameras. I would rather there not even be speed cameras. But just literally make it technological. Reduce the number of times people are forced to interact with police. And here's what I know. If Philando had only had not 53, but five or three or two interactions with police, each time you reduce that number of forced interactions, you increase the likelihood that he survives. And what I say in my story, and again, I would love for you to read it and see it at thenorthstar.com, is that this is not just the story of Philando Castile, but so many victims of police violence had been abused and harassed by police for their entire lives until the last time was their literal last time. Again, check it out at thenorthstar.com. Love and appreciate all of you. Police brutality, it's a math problem. I'll explain what I mean here in the weeks ahead. Probably every Monday or so, I'll be talking about this. Again, you can see the series now at thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.